Hello and welcome to the Run With Ellie live show, the show that brings you stories from your everyday runners to professional athletes and other specialists in the running community who all share a common passion for the sport. I'm your host, Coach Allie. I hope my podcast can help you change the way you live and the way you move so in the long run, you're able to live a sustainable and healthy lifestyle that you deserve. The purpose of this podcast is to promote the love of running. Throughout my experience speaking with the individuals in the running community, I've found that many of us seek acceptance and relatability in some way, shape, or form. On Run With Alley Live, I tie together the common pain points and solutions through the stories told by the special guests on the show. Each individual has a unique running journey and shares how running impacts the mind and body in the sport and outside of it, both mentally and physically. So stop being so hard on yourself. Tune in right here weekly for new motivational episodes with special guests to inspire you to change your life for the long run. Thank you once again for joining us on Run With Ally Live. Please don't forget to support the show and our special show guests by clicking on the subscribe button in Apple Podcasts or whichever platform you choose to listen to the show on. With Ally Live Podcast, it is, whew, it's December 29th and... We are approaching the new year. We have a very special guest on the podcast. Charlie, do you want to say hello? Yeah. Hi, Ali. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh my gosh. I love your accent. You're so welcome. I'm so happy to have you on the show. Thank you for joining today. Um, but before we dive into, you know, introducing Charlie and what she's all about, uh, I want to thank you all for coming back on here and listening to the show. It's a pleasure to have you on here every single week. And for those of you who are new to the show, you joined in a very special week. So thank you for joining. And don't forget to subscribe to the show so you never miss a new weekly episode with a new special guest and topic every single week. You look so happy. So, you know, whatever's <laughs> keeping you happy, send that my way. <laughs> well, send it all everyone's way. Um, but yeah, I would love to just hear more, you know, about yourself, your running journey, you and what you're all about. Sure. So, yeah, I'm Charlie. I am a registered dietitian, currently working as a clinical dietitian at a NHS hospital here in the UK. Um, I'm a runner. I've run 13 marathons, um, although not one for a little while. And new dog mum. And yeah, that's that's about it, really. That's about it. Um, well, your your Instagram name is pretty cool, the Runner Beans. I have to say that's very clever. What made you come up with that? So I actually only discovered this quite recently, but we in the UK we have a, a type of like green bean called runner beans and I thought they had those everywhere so I was like oh that's fun and then I realized they didn't have they don't have them in the US so everyone's like oh it's such a fun name and in the UK everyone's like oh yeah yeah we know we know why oh my gosh that's so cool I just learned something new I had no idea and I think everyone else just did too yeah <laughs> so yeah it's from green beans basically oh my gosh I love that um so you're a clinical dietitian. Hmm. Are you also a run coach? No, no, no. It's something I'm, I would like to do like later in my kind of running career, but I feel like I'm still learning so much at the moment. Um, and 
have not enough time for my own running. So I'm like, right, I'm trying to balance full-time work, running, blogging, Instagramming. So maybe later, later in life when I'm able to travel a bit more and can want a bit more of like a flexible job, then yeah. Yeah. I mean, being stationed at a hospital, but that's like really super rewarding and clinical dietitian. I don't think I've had a clinical dietitian on here. Um, and being like a nutrition coach, it's just a part of my repertoire. It's, um, I focus on endurance nutrition, but like, I'm nowhere near where you are in terms of like providing food guidance for special needs and dietary restrictions and people with different diseases, autoimmune diseases, whatever it may be. I'm sure you've seen it all. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you've seen a lot. I mean, I'd love to know, like, have you ever, have you been working like with mainly a certain subset of people? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I only qualified last year, so I've been working for a year in uh, as a clinical dietitian and it has been maybe the steepest learning curve of my life. So I started in February last year and it was supposed to be mostly diabetes, like elderly population and kind of a little bit of of everything on one of my wards and COVID hit. And so I've been covering the intensive care unit and the gastro unit and the respiratory and like oncology. So I've done so much in the last year. I feel like I've learned a lot. That's almost like a blessing in disguise because you've been exposed to so much and you like had to learn on the spot. Yeah. Um, as you were going, you were thrown into a fire pit, basically. And you were like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I'm in the ICU and I got to treat people that like are about to hopefully not pass away. So how yeah. can I help them? That's got to be scary. Um, I have to ask, like, you know, with this whole thing, how how are you doing? Up and down, honestly. Um, I feel like during the summer here, we had a bit of a reprieve. And we were like, oh, it's fine. You know, we can breathe again. And then the last few months, the only way I can describe it is we are on our knees. We are so tired. I've been doing really long shifts. Um, it's really hard to like breathe in the PPE. I feel exhausted wearing full, full like mask, you know, apron, gloves, visor, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I found... My fo- a big focus for me in 2021 is to refine some balance because I have been giving like, too much to work and I am tired all the time, not sleeping, not really running that much, not looking after myself, which means that I'm not giving able to give as much at work. So I need to readdress that balance in in January and um, kind of try to look after myself a bit better. Yeah, that just kind of pivoted my questions for the rest of this chat. But I love the fact that you brought up balance because I think it's one of the hardest things to strike. And everyone's so different and has a different balance. There's really no one right way. So like anything you see that's like, this is how you strike balance. Like that's, I mean, and you could obviously let me know how you feel about this, but I don't really think that that's like a one size fits all thing. Mm -hmm. Because like you just said, I don't think everyone's advisors and all of this working as an essential worker in hospitals, which I admire you for. Um, And like, thank you to you and, you know, for saving people's lives in all seriousness. Um, But it's, it is very important to keep yourself healthy first so you can prevent that burnout and help others. And it's, you know, easier said than done, but have you thought about ways how you're going to make that happen for yourself? 
Yeah. So, I mean, one of the things taking it back to what, you know, it's, it seems silly that I haven't looked after this aspect, but I haven't been focusing enough on my nutrition and I have been over caffeinating to compensate for being tired. And, And I was then making poor food choices because we had a lot of stuff donated to the hospital. We are definitely not the only hospital in the world that has terrible food on offer for staff and patients and um, visitors. And so I would go to the vending machine when I was feeling like low or a bit crappy or had something bad happen. And so just like switching up, making sure I'm bringing my lunch every day, making sure I'm bringing enough snacks so that if I feel like a kind of low, then I've got fruit, nuts, like something that is going to actually fuel me Mm -hmm. to go back out there. And then also just taking more breaks. Um, I'm like, trying to drink more water on the wards I definitely didn't do that at the beginning because you've got to get all the PPE off and that was really annoying and now I'm actually like "Mm, I need this I need to take it off for a bit drink some water and then I can go back on um so yeah just kind of going back to basics with that and then going to sleep earlier like I've like creating my bedtime routine I'm listening to a podcast or reading a book before I go to bed rather than having screen time and it's it, it seems really simple like there's nothing special about any of it but when we lose one of those little things in our kind of this circle that makes us feel better then everything else starts to like get out of balance too I think well for me anyway I could really relate to you I um, in everything you said and in my profession too because um you know first of all this is one of the reasons I hired my run coach not only to, you know, also mentor me, um, because, you know, I do think that every, every coach, regardless of their profession could provide some sort of value and perspective for another coach. But, um, I, I found that when I was coaching myself, I was like failing my own running and, you know, every, like my runners, like that's where all my energy went, but like, really, I wasn't taking care of myself. And I was like trashing my own running, like, you know, um, so, you know, it took me a very long time and I'm still learning by the way, to how to take one thing at a time, how to get to bed earlier. You're going to find this funny, but I had a 24 hour sleep marathon two th- Saturdays ago. I'm not kidding because I hit that big of a wall from being sleep deprived. Mm-hmm. And that is like, by no means. Okay. And yeah. I'm pu- fully putting myself out there. So I created you're more than welcome to join a sleep accountability tracker with like 15 other ladies. And we all put our bedtimes in just to kind of like hold each other accountable. And if someone's like getting like consistent, like two hours of sleep, or maybe someone's consistently getting nine hours, like it's a good outlet to kind of reach out to that person, like via email, because everyone has their email in there and be like, Hey, what are you doing to like, like, what are your tricks? And just to kind of like create that community engagement, because sleep is so hard, but it's, it's what you're, what you said is about listening to a podcast, like calming your mind, reading a book and shutting off tech. I agree. It's easier said than done, but it's so, it could throw you out of the whack if you throw sleep out of the window. So I, you know, balance, you know, taking those work breaks. Um, Something I've done recently was, I don't know if you've read the book, The One Thing. It's a really, really good book by Gary Keller. Read it. Adding adding it to my like pre-bedtime. It's about just without ruining it for you, focusing on literally one thing at either 
a block during your day, but just you're not ever multitasking because the brain is not like our brain chemistry is not meant to do that, even though we live in a world that everybody does tries to do that, you know, but um so from that, I'm just sharing with you because maybe like we could like stir, you know, stem some ideas off of this. But I started taking like mandatory three, three times a day, five minute breaks to just walk around my block, even though I live in a cement jungle in New York City. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. It's like the fresh air, like the vitamin D rays, just bring it on. I don't care that it's so cold outside, but it helps. So just like that's my one thing this week, for example, maybe for like the next month until I feel like that's become a habit. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I my one thing has been that I take the stairs at work, that it's like, okay, it's mm, not after, but actually it gives me a few minutes to like, you know, debrief myself before I get to the next ward. It means that I, there's a bit more space. I don't have to like wait for the lift, the elevator. Um, and it's a bit of movement. So I'm like, right, that's my, that's my thing. And and sometimes, you know, near the end of the day, I'm like, oh, I just want to get in the lift. And I'm like, no, you've committed to this. Like, it doesn't matter. Just walk down the stairs really slowly or walk up the stairs really slowly. So, yeah. Wait, did you just say lift? Like elevator? Yeah. yeah. We oh call them lift. Gosh, that's so cool. <laughs> I like didn't, I never, that was the first time I heard that because there's lifts like a car service here. And I was like, is she referring to like a car service? Well, like <laughs> I have, I just assumed like it makes sense. Stairs, elevator, the analogy. That's really cool though. And good for you. I'm not going to lie. There's been a few times where I've looked at the stairs and been like, no, <laughs> but like, it's a great way to get your movement in. You're sure. Right. And I'm sure I like, yeah. can stay awake and on your toes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, thanks. You know, that that's all really helpful. And guys, um, for everyone listening on here, this just shows you that an essential worker who's a runner who doesn't have time for her own running makes time to move at work. Mm-hmm. Take the stairs. If you can take the stairs if you're in your apartment, do not walk to your fridge, walk around in five circles or walk around the block. You can move for five minutes a day. That's my whole point. Yeah. It's like a thing these days, you know, kind of. <laughs> um, but no, in all serious, like if you're in lockdown, which places are, you yeah. can't really leave your house. So yeah. move your body. Um, so Charlie, I'm going to ask you, how do you feel? We're going to pivot. How do you feel about races being canceled this year? Like, and I'm talking about like the big ones, not really just the smaller ones here and there. So I have to admit when this first hit, I was annoyed and I didn't understand the scale of, and I don't think a lot of people did. And so I was like, oh, you know, come on, like we're outside, we're healthy, we're runners. And obviously the more it's developed, like I was annoyed with the London Marathon that they waited so long to cancel because I thought it was really irresponsible that they were going to think about putting something like that on for the safety of the runners, but also for the impact that that this has on the emergency services, on our healthcare systems. Like they have to have ambulances ready for races just in case somebody needs attention. People always need, whether they fall over, whether they chafe, whether they don't drink enough water, people need healthcare providers. And they are exhausted, the healthcare providers. And I feel like at the moment, my personal opinion is that we don't need big races to be happening. And if we can divert the resources, the healthcare resources, you know, back to where it's needed, um, then that's only a good thing. And 
the races will be back and they'll be bigger and better and different and we will be so grateful for them when they can come back safely that's an amazing attitude and I have to say I agree I agree with you um and I actually didn't think of it to the extent of how you described from that angle how much um work that is from you know like you know the like you're I'm looking at these medics tents like while running and I don't even think sometimes like what you know how much work that really is on you know the whole healthcare um field's behalf and I ran a half marathon through this it was small there was 50 participants and it happened it was cool it counts um so to your point making those races happen is awesome you know I had a runner who she she broke a four-hour marathon um in Beaver Utah but they executed the race so well. Um, they they had social distancing measures. They had a race. It's a race. Um, it wasn't a big race, but still counts. So to your point, to like make smaller races like that happen for now, if people really want to go and do that, great. Yeah. Um, but just to really enjoy being able to move and run. Because to your point, when races come back, it's going to be like, whew, like everyone's going to like just like, sign go to sign up right away people are gonna be so freaking grateful for them so I can't agree with that more I can't even go and spectate a race I'm gonna be like all out like screaming my heart out if I can't race I'm gonna be there like yeah and I mean I miss races virtual racing is not for me it just doesn't give me the same vibe but Mm -hmm. and yes I would do a small local race partly because a lot of these small companies are really struggling financially and you know I want them to be around next year the year after but I just think that there's a place right now for the big city races um I think yeah there's like a in the same way that we are having that you know as we come out of lockdown and and we're actually back in really high lockdown right now but things fingers crossed oh I know but think, you know, things open up sensibly, like outdoor dining. I think that there's place for sensible, small local races, where it's, you know, as you say, 50 people from the small radius. Amazing. Um, and I've enjoyed watching like the London Marathon with the elites and the Marathon Project two weeks ago. I've, as a spectator, I've really missed that. So I hope that they can do more of those to kind of fulfill that um side of you know our, us as runners you know wanting to to be inspired and motivated by the elites yeah I, I I've always said like a part like literally I got back into running because of coaching because when I started coaching runners again after I was really injured just I it lights up my heart to help other people do what I'm just as passionate about if not more and like especially like as I get a little older now like I'm like old yeah. like you know, 31, but like, you know, I have a runner who's 22 and I'm like, I say to her all the time, like, oh, I'm so excited for you. Like, I'm like, I'm so excited for her. Cause I just know like how much potential she has. And it just, it, it lights on my heart. Um, so seeing races and like just being a spectator is, I think it's just as rewarding in some ways. And sure. it's, it's great to have that community, like mm-hmm. within six feet, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like if that's possible, as much yeah. as possible, we can make that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, you know, um, and, you know, I don't want, um, you know, to cut you off or anything, but I want to, you know, adhere to the time and this is a good last question. So, um, here it goes. So 
if you could, and I'm throwing this one at yeah, in the out of the blue. If you could run one distance in a certain place, what distance would that be? What place would that be? And why? You don't have to overthink it. It could be fun. Take your time. Okay. So my place, I think, oh, mm, I think my place would be Hawaii. I went there on my honeymoon and I absolutely loved it. Um, and it's so far from us. You have to get like two flights. It feels like another world and it's just so beautiful. And I'm torn between the distance because like a marathon, I love, I really enjoy the training and the feeling of crossing that line is like no other emotionally. But also I'm in Hawaii. I want to go and do all the other cool stuff. So I don't want to be like broken from my marathon. So then I'm like, oh, a 10 mile race is like my sweet spot, like love a 10 miler. So maybe a 10 mile race can go hard and then I can go snorkeling and, you know, hiking and go eat loads of good stuff. So, yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. 10 miler. I've never raced a 10 miler. Have you? Yeah, I've only raced like two or three. Um, but they're quite fun because, you know, it's over before it really hurts. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. That's a really good distance. I was just thinking about it. Cause like, you know, 10 K is, I think, I think it's personally as a distant, like an endurance monster. It's one of the hardest races to master. Mm-hmm. Awful. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Sorry guys on here that you love the 10 K, but like a half marathon, it's like, you pretty much know after like a, like a, like a tempo run, like a 10 K tempo run, like how you could potentially do. Um, and same with a 10 miler, I feel like, like a five mile, you know, tempo run, like, you know, what distance, you know, what pace you could hold, like your threshold pace, you know, that, um, and you know, your potential, but obviously with the add on of adrenaline during race day. So I love that. And yeah, Hawaii is gorgeous. I actually was just there two summers ago and I felt like I was in Jurassic park cause it, it was filmed there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh my gosh, where are the dinosaurs? Like as a joke, but I was like, just loving life. Uh, there was a professional surf competition there at the time. So I got to see some of that. Uh, like I was with like one of my best guy friends at the time. It was really cool. Oh it's my gosh. It was so pretty. Dreaming. So pretty. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to go back at some point. <laughs> yes, you will. You will. When we're not on lockdown, you're going to look back at this day, which is going down with well, this day. Yes. Going down in history, but this period of time and, you know, we're just going to just, we're going to get through it because we already have gotten through so much. So, um, so, you know, before we wrap up this episode and guys, all of Charlie's information is going to be in the show notes tomorrow when this episode goes up across all platforms, Charlie, not to make you nervous or anything, but you know, (laughs) you're going to be a celeb before you know it. Um, is there anything that you want to leave everyone with today? Just your final remarks. The floor is yours. Um, I think, I mean, not to get again too kind of political with things, with everything going on right now, but look after yourselves and look after other people. Um, That's all I, yeah. Take from that what you will. I like that. I will take that. Noted. (laughs) And guys, everyone listening on here, take that, write it down and follow the runner beans, Charlie, which is a plant only, right? Plant. (laughs) Yeah. Only found in New Britain correct um it's it's in the uk and it's also i think in canada maybe you have the beans but maybe you just call them something different maybe we do but i still need to find that out but (laughs) 
I'll find that out and you know we'll we'll get circle back on that one. Um, but Charlie, it was a pleasure having you on the show today. And thank you so much for taking the time out of your crazy busy life. I really appreciate it. And I'm sure a lot of the listen on, listeners on here do as well. Um, and it was just a pleasure speaking to you and getting to know you a little bit. Thank you so much. I'm going to take your advice. I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to get my good hours. It's 9.30 now. It's a good time to go to bed. You need it, girl. Get that sleep. Get that rest. Okay, thank you so much again. And guys, thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the show. And we'll see you next time um, with a new special guest. Same time next week. Thank you so much again. Bye. Don't forget to become a member on my website to get updates on my weekly new special episodes on the show, sharing fun running feats, training methodologies, and all things running related to help you keep your running fun. Reference the link in the show notes to become a member of the Run With Alley community so you can connect with other like-minded individuals who love running just as much as you do. Again, do not forget to subscribe to the show by clicking the follow plus button, Apple Podcasts, or subscribing on whichever platform you're listening to the show on. Please leave a review under the episode in whichever directory you're listening to the show in so I can better provide you with the top-notch content I strive to deliver you week in and week out. Thank you again for listening to Run With Alley Live. If you are looking for the perfect solution to finish your first marathon injury-free, even if you've tried to get in shape in the past and failed, sign up and get access to your free 24-week program now by clicking in the link in the show notes under this episode. Sign up now. All you need to submit is your email, and I'll see you on the inside. Thank you so much for listening to Run With Alley Live. See you next time.